Your Martial Arts Movie Podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai Boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And Drunken Karate Master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Is that the real title? Born to Defense with with a C, with an S. <laughs> but there's there's a version on Wikipedia. Uh, the Wikipedia says Born to Defense, with and a then C. IMDb says Born to Defense with an S. Um, and then there's the and then there's Born to Defend. defend yeah, I think they changed the title to try and fix the grammar. <laughs> um, I mean, this movie, yeah. That spelling aside, I mean, it's got other names too. So you know, take your pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're talking, we're finishing Jet Li month with his first and only film Editorial. to direct, which is, uh, kind of surprising because this is a very well-made movie for somebody who's only been in four films. What, wait, four? Oh, 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 that's true. This is oh only my God, his I didn't even think about that. film. Wow. Uh, uh-huh. After this, he would go into Dragon Fight with, I believe it's Stephen Chow. And then after mm-hmm. that, he would go into Once Upon a Time in China. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, where, where he would really blow up. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised he, he went right for directing. And I mean, considering uh, this is his first direct, you know, film he directed, it's very well made, considering that he hasn't been in the industry for that long. Yeah, wow! I didn't even that didn't even equate to me because, well, uh, it's, it's no secret I didn't like his first three outings. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, you're right. This is probably the first film in his whole entire catalog that I actually liked. So, um, well, I was gonna say it's been a it's been a while since I watched a movie that was so incredibly simple. Right, because this story <laughs> is extremely simple, and sure, I mean, yeah, it's it's not easy directing a film, but you know, uh, Jet Li's directorial debut, uh, you know, like coming into a film like this, uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, th- that's fine. It's like it wets, you know, it wets the palate, right? Like it, it gives them enough exposure, but like the story is nothing overly convoluted. It is extremely simple. It's to the point. I mean, I prefer that. Uh-huh. sometimes to these movies where they take so many twists and turns because it feels like they're they need to they need to do something surprising because they realize maybe it's not going in a very entertaining direction. Yeah. So in this movie it goes from point A to point B. You can pretty much see everything coming from a mile away, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's no. it's kind of comforting in in how just easy it is to take everything in. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the story, Zero? So I mean, Jet Li is a soldier who comes back from fighting the Japanese during World War II. Yep. He lives with his lieutenant, and it's just about him... Uh, Dealing with racist Americans. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> That's it. Right, right. I wasn't sure how vague to get about it. But yeah, so, okay. So, the there are some Americans who have occupied this town that he's living in in mainland China. 
and Jet Li has an altercation with them at the bar, and it just stirs up all these sentiments against the Americans. They are mad at the Chinese, and because Jet Li can fight, you can kind of guess what's going to happen there. He's going to fight yeah. the Americans. <laughs> oh, I thought they were going to play like uh, cricket or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. This story is extremely simple. Um, it it's. We've seen this kind of story played out a million times, like Ip Man and, and um, oh, what was that other movie we just, uh, with, was it with uh, Yim Bu? Shoot, I'm trying to forget. I'm forgetting already. But, you know, like, uh, it's the very typical, like, uh, you know, the foreigners are the bad guy and you're kind of, uh, you know, like, and you're on one side of the fence. Um, but it, it's weird because, like, Jet Li would later go on to do movies where the foreigners are the bad guys, but they're nuanced. Yes. This movie, the foreigners are cartoonishly evil. Yes, I was thinking <laughs> about that because of how in other movies he doesn't, at least not, I mean, he didn't write those movies unless, I'm, unless mm-hmm. I don't know. But a lot of times the villains in the other movies he's been in, they're not just outright evil. They try to make it gray. They try to add nuance and motivations that we as the audience can understand but here i thought maybe they might go that route with um a plot point that happens at the end i won't spoil it Mm -hmm. but you realize okay they're just the evil americans sure why not let's let's go with it yep yep it's interesting because uh you know you and i are americans and we 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 have our perception of history and how the hell you know that how that was written for us but you know i guess maybe in the perception of the chinese i mean i'm pretty sure like it seems like at least according to this movie americans took too much credit for uh, the the results of the end of the war with the japanese um that's what it seems like when watching the film because uh, the, the the americans come into town they occupy it in uh, to a certain extent they have a military base there and they are celebrating at least this is how the movie starts they are celebrating um and just basically tearing the, the town apart um well meanwhile the chinese themselves are like what the fuck are you celebrate for like we did all the hard fucking work <laughs> you know um so it, it's interesting how the movie kind of like frames that um which i do find kind of fascinating and then obviously a lot of the bickering or a lot of the altercations that happen between both sides uh it just comes from i mean like yeah there's hostilities but i think it's just like really cartoonish writing but it's fine it's okay like it surfaces the movie because like again like this is what the movie kind of stands for it's just trying to uh pit the 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 you know the innocent Chinese, or who are like kind of victimized by the colonizers. Well, not even colonizers. You know. What yeah, I mean? they're just we. They just happen to have a military base in this town, yeah. and yeah, I mean that's how Americans are portrayed. But uh, <laughs> I don't not, not deny that's how some uh, Americans are. So yeah. I, <laughs> yeah um but yeah the the story aside i mean like yeah like there's really not not much to expound on i mean there's a story with a lieutenant that he um that got discharged because he got shot during during service um but yeah like jet Li reunites with him and then that lieutenant has a let's just call a quarrel let's call it a quarrel that he has with another female character in the movie 
And then that's really it. There's all they're the only stories in the movie. Like like mainly the the story is just about Jet Li dealing with the Guaylos. <laughs> that's the whole film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like watching the film, um, I, I will say that if you are kind of picky, you can kind of uh, like find problems with the fact that the movie does kind of feel repetitive at times. Um, but because of the fact that the movie is so simple, but uh, I think the movie does a pretty good job of just kind of showing like the day in the life of a, you know, a world uh, of a war veteran trying to acclimate to life again. And especially in like a hostile environment, you know? Yeah. I, what I found really fascinating is Jet Li's personality really shines through here whether it be intentional or not because he is just the you know the definition of nice guy right (laughs) he comes in he's he's all smiles all the time Mm -hmm. he cares about the underprivileged he's thinking about these these orphan children who are selling themselves on the street for work he cares about uh, women who are prostitutes. He, you know, he's he's always thinking of people who are in these lonely positions. And I feel that in in other movies I've been in, he's he's always he's always trying to support the underdogs or the, the people mm-hmm. who are less fortunate. So when I watched this movie, I was like, okay, because he's a director, I, I I'm starting to get a a better sense of his personality and maybe some of the. Maybe maybe the things that he actually is really uh, interested in. Yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that this really shined through, uh, like what Jet Li is was like. It's maybe especially when he was younger, because he's definitely a lot more aggressive um, when he needs to be. I noticed he has like a lot of ferocity in his movements, um, and I'm not. I try not to just only talk about the physical performance, but like. But yeah, like it really does shine through. Like uh, I, I noticed that, especially in the stunt work that uh, in the film, like Jet Li does quite a handful of stunts in the movie, and I'm very surprised by that because I, I don't think even to this day, like especially where there's more modern films or more up uh, recent films of his, uh, like '80s onwards, um, or '80s into '90s, like he really didn't do too much of his own stunts. Like yes, he's a very talented martial artist, but um, stunt work he usually leaves for the, the stunt double so he does a ton in this movie yeah while we've been watching his films this whole month we've been commenting on the fact that oh there's whenever in the movies we've been watching Jet Li gets stunt doubled it's no surprise it's not something he ever denied or or, mm-hmm. or they tried to market like you know like what happened with Jackie but it's kind of refreshing to see him Get thrown into fucking boxes, and then he lifts up his head, and that's him. It's him. Yeah. It's it's crazy because he's so young, and he's a director, and you know he could do it. Yep. Um. So like taking all, all these things to account, it's kind of fascinating that he was willing to do his own stunts. There there is a few cases where I could see, okay, yeah, that yeah. that looks a little more tricky. Doing like a backflip off of the um, like the boxing ring where where the mm-hmm. stunt person's head was really yeah. close to the edge sure that's perfectly fine but when uh when he and the final boss are just throwing each other through stuff in this industrial factory in the final fight it's just damn like it's it's cool it's cool to see jet Li do his own stunts because i 
I don't recall him doing it too much in other movies we've watched. Right. Do you think that uh, Jet Li wanted to do this because he was a director? <laughs> Maybe I, I'm 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 just curious because they, he this is his only directorial uh, outing. So and I noticed that no other movie really features him pro- prominently doing the stunt work. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, if he had more control over a project, would he have done more stunt work back in the day? I mean, this is also granted what you said before, uh, one of his earlier movies. So, uh, like, he's still young. I'm sure as he got older, he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, I, I tried it once. I'm good. <laughs> right. Yeah, hard to tell. Maybe, uh, you know, after, because, you know, we, we, keep on, we keep on kind of setting police story as a benchmark because it's 83. But maybe yeah. because of... 85. 85 oh, was it 85? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then that came... I mean, this came after that. Maybe people mm-hmm. saw that. They saw that Jackie doing his own crazy stunts so maybe jet lee thought well i'm gonna direct this film i need Mm -hmm. to bring up my game and 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 push what i can do because maybe people want to see me do my stunts as well that that's why i was thinking too uh wait is it high risk 88 or 89 like like only a couple years later like jet lee was already doing that that film like he really blew up high risk is 95 oh i'm completely wrong Okay. Uh, no, no, that that wouldn't make any sense because Die Hard is eighty nine. This <laughs> the high risk was a Die Hard ripoff. I'm completely off today. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like in terms of the like, in terms of the action, um, hmm, I'd say that some of it's like the choreography is also on the simpler side, but not necessarily in a bad way. Yes. Right. Yes, I would um, completely be- agree with that. When when I was watching this, I got really worried the first time because okay. i saw a chinese man going up against uh your a, a person of european descent in a boxing ring and i was getting flashes of it man too and i thought <laughs> oh no don't do this to me don't do this to me again don't push don't punch the biceps anymore i, I can't i can't take it but i again uh, just to repeat what you said uh, the choreography is a little more simple but i do like how they addressed um i guess chinese kung fu versus american boxing yeah 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 i i think that's really important because there is one particular scene so one of the earlier ones um i noticed that uh they bring it up and they bring it up in a very uh clever way we'll, we'll call it clever um you know like especially nowadays you know we always talk down the efficacy of like traditional martial arts versus you know modern martial arts um but you gotta remember like what context are you talking about because uh, these uh, you know like these fights are staged using boxing rules so it's like all right well you take the kung fu guy and you you literally limit all his ability (laughs) except the punch it's like, of course it's fucking unfair, but like you just uh, like the people don't see it that way. They they just think, oh, kung fu guy can't even deal with the boxer. It's like, well, yeah, because you, you're limiting all his abilities. Exactly. Like he like yeah, um, a kung fu martial arts guy is not just going to use his arms. Like he will be adept yeah. with his arms. And mm-hmm. then also one of the things they don't consider is weight class. Holy yeah. crap! Jetly fights. <laughs> A literal giant in this movie, <laughs> considering he's a much shorter guy. But yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, the final boss is <laughs> like what? It's like he's got to be like six five, easy. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, he's huge. That. He is yeah, yeah. huge, 
And yeah. I don't know if I buy that Jet Li was able to beat that guy up because <laughs> that guy was just I mean, he was he wasn't skinny, but he wasn't he wasn't like Nathan Jones. Huge. He was just, oh, yeah, he was yeah. really tall, but he was very fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about Kurt Roland Peterson. Um, yeah, this uh, I, he clearly has some sort of background and some sort of training. I think he was a kickboxer. Um, he has a kickboxing background, and you can actually see it in the, the choreography. He he knows his shit, uh, as far as you can tell. Um, he doesn't look like he's just a big brute who just tosses um, gently around, which is kind of nice. Although because he's so tall, uh, the detriment to the film is that anytime he's doubled, it is so. Glaringly obvious, <laughs> it is. It, they don't even try. <laughs> they don't try different camera angles. Nothing. Yeah, they they got a Chinese stuntman and they put a beard on him. And yep. <laughs> I was fine with it because I was digging all the the stunt the stunt work that was going to be required sure. of his character to go through in the end, and mm-hmm. because of that, that final fight gets so crazy. Yeah, maybe you don't want to have that tall, lanky man go flying through, you know, uh, industrial equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurt Peterson, uh, God rest his soul. Uh, oh, man, a little piece of trivia I found out about him. Uh, he was beaten to death in Spain. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Jesus I know. Christ. Yeah, uh, that's what the police reported when he, they found his body. Um, oh horrible, horrible, uh, horrible, like horrible. what happened to him. But, uh, hey, he, uh, like... This is actually this is one of the only two films that he's ever done ever, um, and uh, it, it's a pretty good showing for him because um, he doesn't do a ton of stunts. So he does much 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 of the choreography himself because uh, they keep it simple for him. But also, uh, you really can't double for him too much before the audience is like, "All right, that's clearly not him." Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's it's pretty impressive what he does, but. Uh, yeah, like he does do like a couple stunts later in the film that I was like, oh shit, that's really him. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to give him some some posthumous uh, shoutouts. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the the last key player in the movie is also a villain character, uh, played by who I'm gonna butcher his name, Paolo to- Tocha Toka. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he was. Uh, Paco in Bloodsport, and he is, I think, an actual Muay Thai fighter. Uh, I can't really tell. I can't find out enough information about it. It seems like he might have picked up Muay Thai after the movie. But, um, yeah, he he is staged as, like, the... Like, a mini-boss slash, like... He's, like, staged as the main antagonist for the most part until we get to, like... It's revealed that we have an actual, like, big boss at the end. Yeah. And he is like, the most unlikable cartoony <laughs> villain ever. He makes Twister from Ip Man 2 look pretty uh reasonable. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty annoying. He's uh, he's your typical uh chauvinistic, boastful rapist. Uh yeah, uh misogynistic uh American soldier here hanging out at the bar. You know, where all mm-hmm. the prostitutes and all the, you know, the random workers are hanging out. And, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because he and Jet Li, they, they, uh, what happens? Yeah, so he, um, so his character's name is Bailey. He invites him into the ring to fight. And then that's kind of where the 
I guess the movie starts to head in that direction where they you start to see him recurring throughout the film and he's constantly antagonizing Jet Li after their first little their first mm-hmm. little fight and he becomes the recurring villain and then it turns out that he's not you know the main bad guy yeah. even though he is kind of there for more in more of the movie anyway yeah, no, um, yeah. No, the rest is really circumstantial. Like every other villain in the movie, I don't know. It, it seems like uh, we we really are just setting up like Jet Li versus the world, right? <laughs> like or versus America. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it, it's fine. Uh, there, there's some twi- there's not that's not many twists and turns in the movie, but there it is something that happens later in the film that kind of drives the character forward um, and leads us to our our final like showdown at the end but up to that point the movie is really simple and i i I said repetitive earlier in in the episode because it kind of does feel like that when you really think about it because you were worried before that oh no the whole movie is going to take place in a boxing ring not the whole movie but a sizable portion of the fights happen in that same boxing ring so it does get look and feel kind of samey after a while well i will say Yes, uh, when I first watched it, I I got a little worried too because so the mm-hmm. first the first major fight happens in the boxing ring, and then we go back to the boxing ring again for <sighs> a huge long fight that starts out in the boxing ring, but literally there is weather affecting the boxing ring. <laughs> And then it turns into this gigantic bar ball that just wouldn't end. Like, this whole fight oh, yeah. <laughs> takes forever. And the whole time I was like, oh, my God, just keep going. I was like, just keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Like, just destroy everything. They they, they literally destroy yep. this bar. Yep. Yep. And yep. I was so pleasantly surprised because it, it, it didn't end. I In my mind, I was like, oh, just keep going, keep going. And it did. And I was like, wow, it's still going. <laughs> You're forgetting there's another fight in the ring before that, too. There's three fights in the ring. Oh, that's when uh, he... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll save it for the Patreon section. But yeah, there's three fights in the ring. It's just it's, So yeah, it's, like, a big chunk of the movie does feel kind of like cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fine because you know, like when you're watching the movie, it, it paces itself. And like there's a reason why he returns the ring yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and such. It... So it's, it's not so bad all the circumstances feel right for the story for him to get back in the ring and they are changing the motivations and Mm -hmm. you you know you you understand it you buy it you don't feel like they ran out of money so they only had one set you understand why he needs to go back because he needs to see the villains again or he needs to do this different thing again and then I even you even kind of forget about it because the last action set piece takes place in an industrial plant. And yeah, yeah. we get so much different locations in there that the variety just made me so happy. Yeah, you, you say that uh, it's, it's not because they ran out of budget. Like, I don't know if I believe that because the opening scene... I'm I'm wondering if they they, if threw, they ran blew out of the all their budget there. <laughs> they blew all their budget there. That's my assumption. Like, holy shit, there are so many tanks here. Yeah. So we didn't and, mention that the opening scene is a is a war. It's yeah. It's a war. It, it's a battle uh, mm-hmm. between the the Chinese and the Japanese, and they have they have the real tanks. They have lots of extras. 
lots of explosions yeah. all over the place. And That's where all the budget went yeah, through. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And uh, man, j- again, Jet Li's first and only uh, directed Direct film. Story. And mm-hmm. I think he does it pretty well here. And this is this is before Saving Private Ryan kind of mm. popularized the handheld shaky cam to make war feel a little more realistic, oh, like yeah. like you're mm-hmm. on the ground. So sure. every war movie after that had that intense shaky cam hyper editing. Yeah, uh, this is just static cameras for the most part. <laughs> but I will say, the the illusion of war gets ruined. Because because of one thing, and it's what? Jet Li's fault. He does this like spinning butterfly twist away from an explosion at one oh, point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, nobody does that during war. <laughs> oh man, this is all good. This is all gold. We're, we're definitely gonna save this for the the, the rest of this or the uh, the the Patreon section because I actually I I actually do want to break down that that war scene a little bit more. Sure, sure. Um. Is there anything else you want to talk about in broad strokes before we talk about it in more details? No, I think we can go into it. So if you want to hear us elaborate more on the plots and all the action, we're going to spoil stuff. You can follow us on Patreon and listen to the whole episode. Usually we go an extra hour. Our general Mm -hmm. reviews are usually 30 minutes for the free version. But if you want a whole bunch of 90 minutes of us talking, uh, gotta subscribe. Yep, yep. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Well, that's born to defense. Hey, born to defense, born, man. We, born we, to we defense. We spoke a lot. <laughs> we spoke a lot about this one. I mean, there's oh my god, that big middle brawl is so long. Mm-hmm. This this last fight is actually pretty long too. So yeah, there yeah. is a lot to extrapolate story wise. Mm-hmm. Very very simple. Not really too much to devolve into. But there, you know, there's emotional beats that happen at the end that I actually. That I actually liked, and I mm-hmm. feel dumb for not seeing some of that comings. But then I realized that this is a Hong Kong movie, so you can't have a happy <laughs> ending when characters reunite. So take that yeah. as you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, super simple story, super simple movie. Um, interesting outing from Jet Li, especially since he's the director. Um, did not expect it to come out the way that did and it's interesting because you get some showcasing of Jet Li in ways that you never thought he was capable of especially well not only in the directing department but in the stunt department I, I didn't even know he was capable of a lot of the stuff that he does here like yeah it, it, martial artists can do flips and martial artists can do you know uh, the actual choreography but can he take a beating can he do a twisting pratfall and land on his face and it's like, you know, Jet Li clearly can. He didn't. He didn't make a career out of it. But you know, he clearly showed in one movie, in this movie, that he 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 was capable of doing it. So no, it's interesting. It's like we're never. I don't think we're ever going to see this again. This is the one and only time where Jet Li actually 
pulled that off. Yeah, I was. So it's actually cool. I was a little upset finding out that this was his one and only film he directed because I thought this was great. I mm-hmm. wasn't really expecting much. Like, so uh, I think I mentioned to you, like I watched. Uh, yeah, we we covered it. I watched. I, I when we were looking for you view movies, I found out he directed one film. And when I watched that, I was pretty upset because I couldn't really see any sort of style. And it just felt very generic. Like anybody could have directed that. But I was pleasantly surprised with this. Like there is some interesting choices going on. I can see Jet Li, uh, the actor, you know, the person. I can see his personality coming through in the character he's trying to portray. And at least there's some visually interesting things happening here. Mm-hmm. that I, I feel like if he went on to direct, I, I think he could have maybe had a like a decent career if he if he if he stuck with uh, his eye for certain shot compositions and you know created pandemonium and bars and uh, industrial warehouses. Yeah, well, I don't know why the uh, he didn't continue doing directing. Uh, I mean I, I think this was like the second grossing uh, top grossing film of that year or so. I don't know. Well, I think what happened. Uh, well, I, well, I think that was in Korea, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I think what happened is he got cast as Wong Fei Hung in Once Upon a Time in China, mm-hmm. and then from there, he yeah. he's playing the characters. He doesn't have to That's true. direct. Like I, I, I would love to know more about this movie. I want to know if like it's his passion sure. project. Like, did he really want to direct as opposed to being a martial arts actor? Like. Like, did he finally get a little bit of clout from those first three movies and then got a chance to do this? Like, I would, I wish there was more information on this. Yeah. Uh, or maybe once he discovered that, oh, he can be a leading man in other movies uh, and had find wild success, he realized, oh, I guess I don't have to do my own stunts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I can, I have all the star power and I'm a great martial artist and I still don't have to, like, eat the floor every single time. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, but this is still better than Badges of Fury. <laughs> by, by far. So you recommend this? Uh, I do. I, I do recommend it. I I think it's easy to just watch a movie, fights and all. Um, you know, because yeah, the the movie's pretty easy to sit through. It's not long at all. You know, like just a little bit short of ninety minutes. I think. I think it's less than ninety minutes, right? Um, yeah, but it's it goes by really quickly, and you know, like it, it's a pretty entertaining film for the most part the fu- it's funny because i just i think the fights are the only times where i feel like the movie i feel the movie's length <laughs> that's the only time where i'm like oh my god this movie feels long during because these the moments because those drag. fights but yeah but they will a, not in end a, in a good way for me I'm, I'm so surprised when the fights just <laughs> the fights just won't stop i'm like oh my god they're still going <laughs> yeah yeah so that that is a recommend for the most part for me zero really oh, yeah, exactly everything you said i i <laughs> i i watched this first when we were mm-hmm. looking for uh movies to cover for jet lee month i i i always knew he directed a film so i sought it out because i really really wanted to watch it and i after uh reviewing it i said okay i i think we should just save this one for the end because this is a pretty mm-hmm. pretty good one and it's unique in that it's jet lee's first and only film he directed such a shame uh, he didn't go on to direct anything else because I I think this shows he was very very capable. So yes, mm-hmm. I I do recommend this one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, it definitely better than Bodyguard from Beijing, right? Oh God, yeah, much better than Bodyguard from Beijing. I'm not sure if it's better than Badges of Fury though because I did watch Badges of Fury 
and that was horrendous but i was laughing a lot more at that than i was at this movie but this movie is not a comedy at all so <laughs> no not at all not, not even the slightest so yeah uh, do you want to hear us talk about badges of fury nag us oh but it'll most likely be a short episode do i want to hear about badges of fury (laughs) i think you should watch it i think you should watch badges of fury and then hate me for making you watch it i couldn't get past five minutes man it's good it's so bad (laughs) you really couldn't but it's actually really bad